Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth so Monday. I feel like I was waking up with B&E. That's, that's how that B&E, is. That's that's how right. B&E opens that's up right. in the morning. I was that's like, right. hold up, man. Wait for, uh, for my man E. Hogan to come on. <laughs> Bucky Godboat up there. Thanking the people at Fort Hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thanking the people at Fort Hood. I was, in the, I was in Fort Hood yesterday. I was in K-Town yesterday. <laughs> so, yes. No doubt about it. Yeah. I want to thank my man Patrick always hooking up on a smooth soul Monday. Uh, and the purpose to uh, soothe the tortured soul of sports fans across State of Texas, or around the world, actually, because you can get the horn app. You can hear us and listen to us anywhere who might be dealing with that all over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Longhorn fans, Aggie fans, Texans, um, Cowboys fans as well. And we'll get to it right here, Cowboys fans, because I need to apologize. I owe you an apology. All right. And when I... When, I, when I'm wrong about something, I'll let you know. Because when I'm right, I'm let you know, too. When I'm wrong <laughs> about something, I'll let you know. All right, I'll eat that crow. I said Cowboys had nothing to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Every Cowboys fan I know, including my man Harge, was paranoid. <laughs> kept telling me, man, hush up that nonsense. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is Aaron freaking Rodgers. Yes. I even broke out the Micah Parsons cockroach quote. Yes, you did. All right, because yes, you did. Micah Parsons compared Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's, you know what? That's probably what upset Aaron Rodgers is that Micah Parsons compared him to a cockroach. Because <laughs> they asked Micah Parsons about, you know, being able to, you know, basically beat the Packers which has been a nuisance for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. considering they were down historically. This is one of the worst stretches that we've seen from a quarter, a Aaron Rodgers quarterback Packers team. And Michael Parsons' quote was, my grandma told me if you see a roach and it's fooling around, do you step on it and bury it, or do you let it rebuild and get back to life? He said, no, you step on it. And no. I live with no remorse. You can't have no remorse in this game, or it turns up to bite you. And remember what I said, Hard I said, listen, the reason, if it's a roach, it's fine. You'll probably be able to kill it easily. But if it's a cockroach, mm-hmm. you're going to have some problems. Because a cockroach, it can fly. It want to fly. It want to <laughs> fight, and it wants to fly. Yep. And if you let that cockroach get on that wall, it's one thing if it's on the ground where you can, you got the advantage <laughs> on it. But once that cockroach climbs that wall and then starts flying and floating, Hey man, usually that cockroach wins. Yeah, and, and Aaron I, Aaron Rodgers was the biggest cockroach was. that was out there. Aaron Cockroach Rodgers. It man. was uh, fight <laughs> or flight, and oh, that's exactly it, what they maybe did. Christian uh, Cockroach Watson. There it is, <laughs> Watson. Uh, get him the ball. And remember, Watson, Watson was the one that he was mad at. He was mad at him because remember at the beginning of the year, first pass. He dropped it, streaking down that. the sideline. Yeah, I remember that. Some of these players need to start picking it up. They he need did. to start getting ready to do. Uh, they need to get out there, and I'm. It's all about me. What? 
<laughs> now, all of a sudden, I told you, I said, Aaron Rodgers playing against the Dallas Cowboys is the ultimate everybody get out there and get ready to play. It's because a slump buster for some reason. It. Well, you see, you see Mike McCarthy over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Sometimes. Well done. <laughs> sometimes you got hey, to go outside you know your, your you door. You got to do it. You got to do, right. do what you got to do, man. That's right. Uh, but no, I, I'm surprised. But the one thing that we did talk about and we did, I didn't think it would be this big of a concern. Now, as a as a quasi-Cowboys fan, I'm actually concerned and a little paranoid about their rush defense. Oh, my god! Talked about it yep. being an issue for the Cowboys, yep. probably being the big the, the Achilles heel, the only Achilles heel, really, of that defense. Um, but, man, Green Bay, they exploited it, and they did a great job. Uh, 207 total yards, 6.8 yards per rush. Yep. Aaron Jones had himself a day, 138 yards for Aaron Jones. They started out with, listen, they, they ran the ball on 12 of their first 16 plays. Yes, for sixty-one yards. They, 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 they do, they do not want to. They were not, not trying to mess around, and they were not trying to disguise or fool you. There was no deception there. They wanted to run the rock, pound the rock, and I believe in the first half, they in the first quarter basically they held they they basically held the ball in the first quarter, yep, yep. and they found I think they they found uh, eighteen rushes for eighty-three yards in the first half total. The, the Cowboys won the toss, took the ball, and went three and out. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers and his crew decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run the ball. We're going to keep that offense on the sideline. Smart move. And if we can bust a couple plays here and there, that's great. We can get our crossing route. That's great. We can confuse them a little bit. That's great. But let's be honest. The secondary didn't play great for the Cowboys either. What have I told you about Anthony Brown? I told you. I'm not a big fan of that guy. You have not been a fan of Anthony Brown. Toast. Toast. With no butter. My man was just straight burnt. I'm like, they didn't even they didn't even prep that toast for him. Didn't he leave the game too as a result? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Maybe hurt feelings a little bit. And then bit they too, had though. to bring in Deron, Deron Bland, Bland. Yeah. and then toast. And they're gonna need yeah, they're gonna need Deron Bland and Kelvin Joseph yes. now because we don't know what's going oh, on with Boss Anthony Man, Brown. what is he doing? Boss man fats. What I mean playing special teams mostly. And then he got a chance to go play and he was playing softest, what'd you say last week? Tissue paper. Soft. <laughs> Capital T at that soft. Yeah. Emphasizing the T. <laughs> the t- That's the how bad it was. Uh, it no, was frustrating. You're right about that. And Aaron Rodgers didn't really test the pass no. defense early. I mean, he only threw six passes in the first half. Correct. Um, but then I think he ended up 10, like threw 10, uh, t- was 10 of his next 16, I should say, for the rest of the game. And then had those three touchdown passes. Had a 146.7 pass rating. It, it was his best game of the season. I, I just didn't expect him to have his best game of the season against the Dallas freaking Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, you you look at it. How about this, guys? Because the Cowboys, I stopped watching. I had to go back home and rewatch the game because I was out at the field house. Shout out to the fo- good folks out there at the field house uh, at the crossover. I had a great time for the Cowboys watch party. Shout out to the good folks, Brown Distributing. But shout out to the good folks at the field house. That place is gargantuan. It's yeah, humongous. It's humongous. Got a ton of space, ton of room. Uh, people have the families out there and kicking. I had a great time. I had too yep. much of a good time. I didn't miss a lot of the game because when the Cowboys were up fourteen points at multiple. Uh, times in the game, I figured, oh, game over. Oh, you normally as game a Dallas over. Cowboy fan, just because yeah. of the fact that they were a hundred and ninety four and zero when they were leading by fourteen points, including playoffs. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they when they were up by t- fourteen points for the first three quarters of the game, or going into the fourth quarter. 
yeah. undefeated and uh, well now no longer never defeated. lost. No, no longer the case for the Cowboys. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, now they that, just normal. Yeah, because at that point, <laughs> I, I'd watch enough Cowboys games to go okay. Yeah. yeah, it's done. I know I don't know how to win, but I'll go home and be able to watch the particulars. And I look up and. Hell, man, they're going into overtime, and it happened because Cowboys are up 28-14 with about under three minutes left in the third quarter, and then they go on a three drives where they have to end up punting. Um, the Packers were the opposite. They scored touchdowns yeah. on their next two drives. Um, that completely flipped the script of the entire game. Um, then they forced overtime, and they were going to make clutch plays in overtime. That fourth down call, fourth and three in overtime, Cowboys fans were being being really particular about it, mm-hmm. being really critical of it. I have no problem with the decision to go for it. I just don't like the, the play, play design. Yeah. I don't like the play design. Yeah, that was yeah. a terrible play call. Yeah. I mean, here we go with Kellen Moore again. The Cowboys are winning the game, and, and Dak is throwing the ball 46 times in a ball game. 46. I know he threw two interceptions, and you know there was discussion about the routes, and there was one route. Dalton Schultz should have been staying staying short. Yeah. Same thing with CD. If you go back and look at it, CD's supposed to come across that dude's face, not go behind him. And he thought he was running a crossing route, and he thought he was running, running a post. post. Yeah. And so it's like, come on, man. Now, you know, the miscommunication. Yep. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. The fact of the matter that Dak threw the ball 46 times at a game that you are winning. You have said this multiple times. You cannot yeah. go out there and do that. You got Pollard running the ball 22 times for 115 yards. Yeah, you had 31 Stay rushes. Stay on the ground. Mike, yeah. uh, what is it, Mark Davis, Mike Davis, uh, one of the Davises that came <laughs> in, Malik Davis, sorry. Malik <laughs> Davis comes in and he runs the ball more effectively and you don't keep pounding the ball on the ground. It's ridiculous to me. Yeah, you got to win that time of possession battle. You have to. You have to win time of possession just to give your defense a rest, especially when they're running the ball on you like that. Yes, and that's the thing that really bothers me. And if you would have told me that the Cowboys and the Packers, just like the Longhorns and and, uh, the TCU Horn Frogs, were going to be 0-0 after the end of the first quarter, I would have called you a liar. Oh, yeah, a lot of people lost money on that one. That's why I'm like sitting here looking at it. I lost money uh, on Texas because we were talking about it. We were like, first half, you man. know what? You got to jump on that first half because of the because of the uh, play designs that my man Sark brings he, to the he's table. He's usually money. His script yeah. is usually money. It is. His opening script is like, I mean, it's like Quentin Tarantino, that script, man. You know what that opening usually? script was this time? <laughs> it was when you played against Mike Leach. And they dropped the script on the ground. That dummy script. That dummy script. Char <laughs> <laughs> picked it up and was like, oh, man, I think they think we're going to run this. I'm going to run this one. <laughs> no. No, sir. No. That was bad. And that was the same thing I thought yesterday when I was watching the Cowboys they just game. Got, I, think they got, I think they got lost because the, the formula. The nostalgia. Whatever it was, they started yeah. throwing. You've been saying it for months that if they stay with the formula, to run the rock, control the game, uh, that's the way to go. But when when I look up, and I, I don't even know really how it happened, 48 passing attempts to 31 rushes, and you led most of the game. You le- It was four- – <laughs> you were up 28 to 14 after the third quarter. Yeah. And then he's still throwing the ball? Yeah, you should. Yeah, I, I, that's just not with. And I will admit, with your defense struggling a little bit exactly. too, you can see it. Yeah, your read de- the room. Yeah, your defense was struggling. You should have been like, "All right, my defense is they're not holding up. Not yes. in this game. Usually, they're making some plays. Uh, usually, they're winning their fair share. The defense wasn't really winning their fair share. Yeah, uh, in this game, they they were. You know, what I mean, you were giving up some big plays via the passing game. The Christian Watson, by the way, he just a real quick stat about him. 
He had 88 receiving yards total and zero touchdowns in the Gordon. first <laughs> in the first six games. Of the That's because he put him in timeout. Man, they, uh, Aaron Rodgers put him in yeah. timeout. Aaron Rodgers was not a fan, <laughs> but he is now uh, yeah. first uh, first rookie for the Packers with 100 receiving yards and three touchdowns in uh, a game uh, since the Hall of Famer James Lofton did in 1978. First rookie with three receiving touchdowns versus the Cowboys since Randy Moss did Randy Moss. in 1998 on Thanksgiving. And third player this year with 100-plus receiving yards and three touchdowns in the game. The other two, Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown. There you go. So here's the other part of it too, Rod, that that we were looking at. If I'd have told you one quarterback threw it 46 times and the other one threw it 20, who would you think would be the one? You would think Aaron Rodgers was the one. in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you sit here and you say, okay, I'm going to look at the rushing. 159 to 207. I would think Cowboys again. Because Aaron Jones and their run game hadn't been effective. What do we say going into it? A.J. Dillon. Not been the guy that we thought he was going to be. What do we think about Aaron Jones? He's been more of a pass receiver than a running back. You would say that. Nope. They both have good games. And here we are again looking at the Dallas Cowboys and questioning the play calling. Dallas had 24 first downs. Uh, the, the Green Bay Packers had 20. It's just Cowboys on third down, though, 5 of 13. I mean, 5 of 15. Packers, 6 of 13. Yeah. So you start looking at how this game, the Cowboys had 79 plays to 61 plays, and they lose this ball game because they threw the ball 46 times. Yeah. Now you can tell Green Bay came out with a game control mindset. I believe they had 10 minutes of time possession in the first quarter. Yes. You can tell what they were thinking. Listen, we're going to keep that offense off the field, um, and we're just going to be able to control the ball. And we know the one weakness of this Cowboys defense, mm-hmm. one Achilles is uh, one Achilles heel, is they can't really stop the run consistently. Yep. And unfortunately, Cowboys fans, I mean, the next few weeks, Ooh. hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got Saquon, you got Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, Saquon, Saquon, Samian Pierce. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles, as Jonathan a team. Taylor, no, the yeah. Eagles as a oh, team. Oh, you got Derrick Henry later. Derrick oh my Henry. goodness! Like you got a lot of good running backs you're coming up against here in the last few weeks of the season. That's that's concerning. Uh, and you know you're you're right there in the hunt, but because the Eagles are dominating right now, they're gonna win that division. That's yeah. just pretty much a done deal. And you gotta you gotta beat the Giants when you play the Giants. Uh, I mean, I know you already did it, but you gotta make sure you beat them because you gotta make sure you're, you're at least second in the division behind the Eagles, and then you got a shot, your best shot at making the, the uh, playoffs as a wild card, one of those wild cards. Right. They expand the playoffs, so you're good. But like you talked about, the NFC is just it's, it's so really much. competitive. It's so much it's extremely out there. competitive right and now. And by the man. way, don't look uh, across the pond, but. Uh, Tampa Bay is starting to play a little bit better football, exactly. guys. Exactly. <laughs> and the San Fran, San, San, Fran San Fran's is, getting healthy. They're getting healthy. When they get healthy, then yeah. that's going to – because that division right now, we thought, oh, San Fran's probably going to win it. Well, Seattle's probably going to – Exactly. Gonna, they might win that division. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got San Fran as a wild card. Yeah. Like, right? So I'm saying, like, the, the NFC is just not what we thought it was going to be. So the Cowboys, yeah, uh, it looks a little scary if they can't fix some of that rush defense. Yeah, that's the th- and that's the one thing that we keep talking about. And I saw I saw someone tweet out today what the Cowboys need to do because we haven't even brought this up at all. And Sue is still out there. Man, might be worth the. And Sue is still out there, and mm. so is OBJ. I mean, there's opportunities 
Honestly, that the Cowboys, I, I take Sue over OBJ I'm right now. <laughs> Especially because of the run. Fan. Yes, because yeah. of the run defense. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Sue over OBJ. I like OBJ, but Sue, man, man, a boy named Sue right now is all oh, you boy need. Boy named Sue is all we need. You have oh, no man. doubt about it. Uh, that is, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. That's a good point, Harch. That, yeah. Maybe something to consider. Just, you got to look down the line. And, and We just talked about who they're about to face. Yeah. And yeah. we always talk about we're trying to get to the finish line as a Cowboy fan mm-hmm. or any fan. You want to be able to be at the end of the season, your team in the conversation. And what do you do when you go and get players? You try to fill those voids and those holes throughout. Right. And one of your glaring holes yeah. – is your defensive of your run defense? Because you know who you are now. Yes, you know what you can do. There's you've no doubt en- who you are. Yeah, you've played enough yep. teams. You played enough good teams. Enough mediocre teams. You're like, all right, we can do this. We can we can score this way. We know what our identity is, mm-hmm. and, and the way that you beat the Cowboys, the blueprint is out there. We yes. talk about this for the, the Longhorns. How the blueprints out there? The blueprints out there for the Cowboys. You got to run the rock. Yes. You can run the rock against the Cowboys. You got a chance to beat them, yeah. boys. And you got to beat the Colts because only a really bad team would lose to the Colts right now. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> he ain't lying. I cannot. I still can't believe they lost to the Colts. I he ain't lying. Jonathan Taylor, 147 rushing yards. Matt, they better break out Matt Ryan. Though. Matt Ryan yeah. had 38 rushing yards oh. in that game. Well, 38 rushing yards for Matt Ryan. Too. They're going all out. They're going yeah. all, if Matt Ryan's running the ball, they're going all out. Man. If he had, if, yeah, Matt Ryan had a 39-yard rush in that game. That's has got to be the longest in his career close it to it. To How are you that bad that you can't catch Matt Ryan at 40 yards? <laughs> Yes. I could catch Matt Ryan in 40 yards. <laughs> that is true. That's a great point. That's the reason Matt Ryan didn't have long runs. Exactly. That's yeah. not who he is. Yeah. That's not who he is. And he's slow as molasses out there trying to run. No doubt. Um, anyway, getting back to the Cowboys, um, I think the Cowboys are still in fine shape. I do. I just think um, if they can't stop the run, then they're going to be a one and done in the playoffs. Because the NFC, all, all the best teams can run the rock. Yeah, no doubt. Really well. They can. Yeah. And why and you don't have to worry about that formidable pass rush when you're running the rock. Yeah. Like, you, it, you, you, you take the best player for the Cowboys yes. out of it in Michael Parsons. Right. Take him out of the equation. You take you, Trevon Diggs, probably the second best player on the Cowboys, out of the equation. Yep. You can stay away from their best players on defense just by running the rock. And never have to worry about him. Actually, make you can make Mike kind of a a little bit of a liability. Exactly in the run game. Actually, yeah, that, that's that very sometimes. fair. That oh, is very that's fair. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, run the rock on him, and not only that, run right at him. Yeah, Mm-mm, that's right. Because that, he's already getting upfield. Yeah, run right at him. Yeah, his mindset is attack you, mm-hmm. not be attacked. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm run really right at the bully. Right. Uh, we got to give props to C.D. Lamb though. Oh, for sure. He made some plays. There were some things that mm-hmm. he did well. I mean. But, again, it's one of those situations that you look at what the Cowboys are, and, yes, you can hit them on some of those spot mm-hmm. plays. You can hit them on some of those explosive plays. But you got to control it with the run game. And I know Zeke wasn't there, but you got what you wanted out of Tony Pollard. 22 carries, a yep. touchdown, and he ran for over 100 yards. That's a good day at the office. It is. No, you're right about That's that. That's a good day at the office. I think he played uh, 72 snaps. Everybody kept talking yeah. about how he doesn't play more than 30, 35 snaps. Played 72 snaps. Played 72 snaps. You hit him with three passes. You targeted him three times. I mean, six times is, in the passing game, too. Is it fair to say if they have Zeke, maybe they win the game because they run it more? That's what their focus would have been. Right? They, they, their they, focus they definitely would have ran it more if they had Zeke. Absolutely. So is it fair to say they probably they have a better chance at winning the game because they can control the They would have controlled the, the clock a little bit yeah. more. Yep. And keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. On the, and Dak doesn't have to throw it 46 times. By the way, you're winning. 
Yeah, that was crazy. They were winning. <laughs> You're winning. Yeah. Like, why are we throwing it? I mean, I know that they were selling out on the run, but again, going back to our conversation we had earlier, know your intermediate routes. You don't have to go for the big play. Hit the ball across the middle and let your guys get upfield because a lot of these guys can make somebody miss in open field. Yeah, no, CD had 11 for 150 for yeah. two touchdowns. So, I mean, they found a way to get CD to football. He looked like a wide receiver one in that in that game, but – yeah, I'm with you. They should have ran the rock. I would, I would, I, that's, you got your first, any of the first time they over 100 yard receiver yes. this year? Yes. I yes. would have, I'm with you. I think I would have settled for him being under 100 yards and running the rock a couple of more times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, like, I man. That would have been, it would have been a better, or at least a more winning recipe, more successful recipe for the Cowboys. They ran the ball, what is it? 31, 31 times. Through 48. <laughs> yeah. What are we that, doing? That, that number huh. should Cooper be. Rush would have won. <laughs> That's what somebody just Well, and, no, and, and not because Cooper Rush, because they would have had a different they group. Run, they they, like, they would run the rock. They would have run the ball. We're running the rock. Yeah. Getting that, greedy. That, that, yeah, that fourth, that, man, that fourth and three call, though, and I like you guys know I like Killing Moore. You got to have something better ready. It was almost like he was surprised. He didn't have. They got to have. They gotta That's go, exactly gotta have, what it was. It was like, okay, we called it. Ready oh, go. wait, wait. We're going for it? Yeah. Like, I didn't. Dak like, should have called a timeout and checked out of it, though. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. He, he has that ability. He does. He's got clout like that. Yeah, now. it was a it was a bad play design, and like I said, because it, it, that changes the direction of the game. Yeah, and some people say you probably should you could kick the field goal or whatever, but I did, I don't have a problem with going for it. I just have a problem with the play design, and it seemed like Kellen Moore was surprised by. Mark, uh, Mike McCarthy going for it. But that's why I say you should have called a timeout if everybody's yeah. surprised. Even 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 Kellen Moore being there. Hold up, hold up. We're going for it. All right, let me, let me get the right play. Let me get the right play call right in this here. situation. That was everybody right failed on that one. Yeah, everybody failed on that and okay. failed miserably. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, what you got for the people coming up on Hard Knock Life? Well, I'm sorry, folks. I'm gonna give you an analogy of what I saw this past weekend at the University of Texas football game. Yes. The buildup. Oh no. And the loss. Oh, no. So you can already tell <laughs> where I'm going with this. Uh, all right. Texas TCU. We'll talk about it. Uh, the autopsy, the postmortem, <laughs> if you will, uh, coming up on Harsh Knock Live right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Smooth Soul Monday edition The Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge, and this is uh, apropos, right? This is what we need today. That's why Patrick had already planned this out before the season started. He didn't know which direction we was going to go. Either it was going to be happy, smooth soul mm-hmm. or actual soothing soul. He got this right. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow the man who comes up with all these great themes at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show and you've been doing a great job of hitting us up every single day. 512-337-3776. That's the Specs text line. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, shizzle. Let's go. Let me just break this all down and, and kind of get you to where I was on Saturday, as I'm sure all of you were. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we were on Bevo Boulevard. We had big plans. My man Rob Babers was talking about the Kool-Aid that the Texas oh, fans were man. drinking. Mm-hmm. Everybody was there. Everybody showed up. Yep. They did their part. Mm-hmm. And he gave a special shout-out to the fans that showed up. As a matter of fact, there was 104,203 people in that stands. We also had a ton of commitment. I mean, commitments and recruits That's right. that got an opportunity to see there. We mm-hmm. had game day. Come here. And they told us, we're not here for Texas. We're here for TCU to be able to tell their story. That's what they said. And they continued to tell their story because TCU walked out mm-hmm. of DKR Memorial Stadium with a victory. 17-10. to 10. By the way, only points that the Texas Longhorns scored were on the defensive side of defensive, I mean, touchdown was on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed snap, missed mm-hmm. handoff. The mesh was wrong. Mm-hmm. By my man, Max Duggan. By the way, competitor. My man went after it the entire game. The defense wasn't giving him anything, but he kept plugging away, plugging away, plugging away, making a big run, scrambling, extending plays, getting the things set up for the big plays. We got the run by Miller, and we got the pass to Quinn Johnson. By the way, I'm sure Rod's going to talk about this. You have to know where that guy is. I know there was a busted coverage, yeah, but somebody got to stay with that man. <laughs> 254? 254, <laughs> who was hurt. Even yeah, when he caught was. that slant. Yeah. Oh, and it was on my man Jade, too. Yeah. He, got, he had too much space right there. He did. Especially on that situation where you know we need to make a play right here. That was yeah. a little bit too deep on there. It was. But he tried to make a play. He tried to rip it. But the heady wide receiver caught the ball and put it in his opposite hand, so Jade couldn't rip it out because that's what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and look at it, he was smiling when he hit the ground. He was like, <laughs> first down, game over. We <laughs> up out of here. 254 in the house. 254. But I, I wanted to do this because I wanted to tip my cap off to both the offense. I mean, both UT and TCU, both teams played well defensively, and it was a shame that one of them had to lose. Had to happen. Well, somebody was going to walk out of there a loser. Shout out to the first three quarters. The crowd was there. Some of y'all left. Don't think the TV didn't see y'all leave. <laughs> oh, they talking about it on Twitter. Oh, man. Everybody's like, don't be coming back in here when you trying to leave us. You trying to leave us. <laughs> but you came back in. You know why? You heard that scoop and score, and the people that mm-hmm. were still there were still screaming. Shout out to those who didn't leave, those who stayed in there and brought the noise for those people. This was the most pure, pure poorly executed game plan from start to finish, that I've seen since Sark was here. Yep. This was the first one that I was sitting there confused. And as my man Rob Abrams did earlier in the show, he crumbled up his paper and threw it. Sometimes that's what you got to do. You have to figure out a way to make these adjustments. As Sark said, all of this was bad. From the drop passing, we had some poor blocking, and no adjustments that were made all offensively. As a team, Texas had 199 yards of offense, the lowest since 2015. Mm-hmm. I've always talked about the time of possession. I've always talked about third down conversions. Texas time of possession, 22 minutes and 30 seconds. TCU's, 37 minutes and 22 seconds. Talked about third downs. TCU, 7 of 18, not that great, but they got seven of them Mm -hmm. converted. Texas, 1 of 13 on third down. 
I'm not a mathematician, <laughs> but I don't think that's a good average right there. I don't think you're going to win very many football games. No, you won't. Going one of 13. Mm-mm. But you know what? You still had a chance. He did. The score was three to nothing going into halftime. You abandoned the run. Mm. Because why? You're greedy. You got greed. There was greed there. I have to, I told you before, we talked about it. It's a fetish. I got to have that big play. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm a big game hunter. I got to go out there and try to hit this deep ball. It's like Tyrone Biggum. So he was over there. That, let me get that let big play. Y'all big got play, any more of them in there? That. I do anything for that big play. You got any more in there for oh, them big plays? <laughs> and thanks to my man, CJ Vogel. He does a great job. He breaks down the stats. Xavier Worthy has been targeted 38 times on passes beyond 20 yards. We only have nine completions. We always talk about the numbers. Rod, you you do a great job breaking down the numbers. There's a bunch of people out there that really dive into those numbers. I'm not digging into those numbers that tough, but I am looking into them as I watch the game and I'm seeing certain things that continue to take Mm -hmm. place. It is not a good look. This has been from the game last week to where we are now. Texas has zero off three zero touchdowns in the last six quarters. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball. You are an offensive minded coach. And I know you need to have players to execute that. I know I'm going back. They drop passes. There was pure block poor blocking. There wasn't a lot of adjustments. There were situations where you just needed to make a play. I'm not going to even get into the fact of the lack of touches by our man, B. John Robinson. And you can say they were stacking the box. You know how to draw up a play to put him out there by himself on an island to go one-on-one. I like my chances with Bijan. <laughs> I like my chances with Bijan. You have two more games now with this impossible – well, three. Mm-hmm. But we, we don't know if he's going to opt out of that bowl game. Depending on what type of bowl game it is. what kind of bowl game You know what I'm saying? We don't know. You got a chance to continue to play for the Big 12 championship. I'm cool with that. And everybody that's sitting here saying, well, I had them at 8-4. and So did I. (laughs) But we didn't have the opportunities that were presented to us to where the number could have been different. Mm -hmm. Rod, you said it. Mm -hmm. You said it two weeks ago. Quit accepting mediocrity. Because you thought it was going to be this. Oh, you wanted to be right at 8-4? and four? Cool. Cool. But you had an opportunity to possibly be 10-2. and two. Exactly. And how would you have felt about that? <laughs> how would your chest have been walking around with that? Now you should have beat Bama. You could have beat Bama. Should have beat Bama. If I was happy with the, uh, with the, with the loss. And basically yes. The, yeah, yeah. And everybody wants to talk, well, we played the yeah. number one, the number 11, the number 13, the number 14. Well, the number one team that we played, Alabama, should have beat them. Should have beat them. They are now number 18. Mm-hmm. No, with Texas lost to the number 11 team, Oklahoma State, 41-34, which, by the way, you were winning again. Uh, now they're the number 24 team, and they lost three games already. So Texas beat K-State 34-27. to Now K-State, at that time, they were number 13. Now they're mm-hmm. number 19. They're 7-3. and And they just lost to a perfect, uh, perfect record TCU, and they were favored in this game. Yep. And by the way, 
they should have won that game because they were still in that game until a couple plays that broke down. And you know why the plays broke down? TCU, time of possession, 37 minutes. Because you went after blocks when your defense got them off the field and you got a roughing the punter play. Mm-hmm. When all you had to do was wait and be patient. You know why? Your team is still in the game. And I understand. I understand. We saw it. The offense wasn't moving. We get it. They weren't making plays. They weren't making plays. So you tried to make a special teams play. Well, you got beat. You got you should have been penalized three times for roughing the punter. Three. Yeah. You went after three. You went after three. Ever. And he fell on the ground. I don't care if he's flopping. Yeah. I don't care if any of that. And I thought the first one was roughing. The, the first one, one should have been. <laughs> they said running. The like, fir- yeah. That's why that's why Sonny Dykes was losing his mind yeah. on the sideline. <laughs> and that's why he got the call later yeah. in the game Pretty because much. of that. Yep. Because he set himself up. But the main reason why I want to talk about this is something that has been bothering me the entire season. We look at this young quarterback, and we can all say he's young, he's a redshirt mm-hmm. quarterback, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. He has regressed instead of progressed. Because as mm-hmm. we talk about all these coaches and players and what we criticize and don't criticize for, everybody gets the same smoke. Mm-hmm. You guys at the University of Texas now, you're in a different tax bracket than most of the people. True that. So you have to be able to take the criticism as well as the praise. And Coach Sark talked about this earlier today at his press conference when he was talking, when he was asked about Quinn's progressions through the offense and what mm-hmm. is he reading and what he's not reading. Mm-mm. And that is why. This question was asked about the progressions. Well, it's all progression-based, you know. It's depending off that, if that deep shot was the first read, if that's his throw, he's going to cut it loose, you know. So a lot of that is design. Um, some of that is read-wise, if, if we have a high-low read component to it. Uh, but some of that is design. If that's the first read, that's the shot that we're going to take, you know. And ultimately, uh, we've got to keep working that so that we can hit those shots down the field um, to loosen up things in the run game, which – they complement one another. You know, if the safeties are the ones making the tackles at three yards from the line of scrimmage, well, clearly we have to find a way to get the ball behind them. Um, that would be a beautiful thing if he wasn't 9 of 38 on the deep ball. <laughs> I mean, I understand his messaging, and I also need to understand what the reads are to his progression because to me, as a progression, that means that I'm looking – at this play, and I'm checking what the secondary is going to be doing. I'm checking out what the mm-hmm. linebacker is going to be doing, and I'm checking out whatever side I'm the play is called to go to. But to me, you can't tell me there's a progression if you're throwing in the double and triple mm-hmm. cru- coverage and you're not seeing the other part of it. That's the problem that, to me, as a person who played the quarterback position, now I'm not saying I'm Coach Sark or I'm mm-hmm. Quinn yours for that much. But I know how to read a defense, and I know what I'm looking at. And we know that the three high defense uh, safeties are giving you problems. So if you can find a slot underneath, because I'm I'm in the more of the thought process now, Rod. If a team is going to meet us with crossing route, rub routes, dig routes, and slant routes, 
Why are we not doing the same to them? Because that is the play that these young men are absolutely going to be able to make somebody miss in space Mm -hmm. to take it to the house. Do we care that it goes 30 Mm -hmm. or 65 yards through the air? Or do we care that it goes 65 yards with a five-yard throw where a guy can make somebody miss in space? you still getting the same yardage. Make a play. Mm -hmm. Get the ball to make everybody there. And then the most important thing that I've been talking about from the very beginning, I'm going to get off this because we're already past the break. Would you please work on your footwork? Mm. And he was asked this question today by Joe Cook. Joe Cook asked him, do you feel like you've gotten lazier in your footwork? He didn't um, phrasing. He said, yes, I feel like I have kind of gotten to that point where Quinn Quinn did say that. Mm. And that's big. Thank you for admitting that. Because there was a plenty of times I've been saying you can have a golden arm, but I've still let yet to see you rip a throw with your feet being set. Mm-hmm. And if I can see that, then I know that you're making the improvement. I know that you're working on it. It doesn't look like you're working on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what all is going on with, with them teaching him during the week because I'm not there. If I had access, we would be able to be even better – to understand, but we're going off of what we're our our, our eyes are telling us, mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy to see. So this has to be an adjustment, and this is all on the offensive side of the ball. All the coaching on the offense needs to pick it up, and if the players aren't picking it up, then you got to make changes. Period. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, obviously, uh, and a lot of Lohan fans agree with uh, a lot of the points you made too there. But it's an interesting conversation uh, right now with Sark and his offense. A lot of Lohan fans now want to they want clarification and, and clarity more transparency about okay now yeah. what actually are the reads and what's the progression for what, Quinn yeah, Ewers? And where are we at with this and he was very vague about it honestly i mean what he you said, think yeah his, his answer his answer was pretty much uh you know that yeah it's a progression based offense and you guys will never know what the progression is Right. So it's, sometimes it's high and low. Sometimes it's low to high. Sometimes you know it's you know it's based on a certain concept. Maybe it's based on a matchup, and we'll never know. So it'd be hard for us to always decipher whether it was a wrong or right progression read by uh, by Quinn Ewers. Yep. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, my man Harsh did a great job there for Harsh Knock Life. We'll come back. We'll get into off of the record. Giselle Bunchin apparently already got a crush. In them streets, too. She already in them streets, man. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the wings. D.D. Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry. Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, we'll be uh, quick here with this uh, off the record, but apparently Giselle Bunchin not wasting any time. Mm. Got this from my man CB, so shout out to my man CB working hard for us. Uh, Giselle Bunchin uh, is vacationing in Costa Rica with uh, apparently a hot jujitsu teacher. Uh oh. This is, I mean, this is new. This is a Don't new be coming thing. Over here. She just got divorced. It just got finalized, like, what, a couple of months ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is, oh, I hope I get his name right, Joaquim 
Valente. Oh, you know that's going down. Exactly. That's like Dexter St. John. <laughs> <laughs> Joaquin Valente. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, he's a, he's a jiu-jitsu instructor who lives in Miami. Uh, Giselle has known him for at least a year and a half. Uh-oh. That ain't good. Uh, she took lessons from him. Uh-huh. 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 My trainer. She took lessons from him and then signed her two kids up for lessons. Oh, this school's been working hard behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giselle and Joaquin were out to dinner in Costa Rica Saturday with her kids, Benjamin and Vivian. It's especially interesting because Tom and Giselle made Costa Rica their vacation spot Uh-oh. for many years. Giselle and Joaquin did a uh, super sexy photo shoot, apparently, too. There Uh-oh. you go. So apparently, apparently this guy can whip Tom Brady because he's a jujitsu guy. That's important. Mm-hmm. Can your new man whip your old man? Whip yeah, but that's a flag. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's flag. <laughs> Flag. Yeah, 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 Tom yeah. Brady's going to hit the ground and start complaining immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good point. Well done. Well done. Uh, but yeah, man, she's moving on. I can't wait to see who the first Tom Brady love interest is going to be. It's going to be great. Uh-uh. I'm really excited about it. You know it's going to be something. It's oh, going to be something know. out there. Yeah. They're looking for it right now. TMZ is looking for it right now. And Tom Brady, he's not going to be celibate. Or he's not going to give up. You know what I mean? Well, don't forget, Ro- he was just in Germany. Companionship. He was just in Germany oh. playing that game over there. So oh, that's right. He was hanging out with oh, the locals. Mm-hmm. You I, know. Know. I think I bet Tom Brady called up Derek Jeter and went, hey, man, how did you get away with no one knowing what you were doing for so long? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm in. I'll send over the NDA right now. Hey, yep. That's true. That's what Tom, yeah, you're right. You're right. The Derek Jeter playing. That's what you do. But the, hey, what did Derek Jeter tell all of us? If there were cell phones and TMZ when he was playing in his prime, okay. he'd have been all hey, over the place. But I'll tell you this. True if that. we start seeing Tom Brady care packages up on eBay, <laughs> you know what he's doing. <laughs> well I'm done. down for that. Uh, all right. We'll come back. We'll get into Texas TCU, uh, the disappointing loss by the Longhorns. No show by the O, uh, but that big D energy almost won Texas the game. Ooh. We'll get into that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104. Now the Horn.